The primary purpose of the matter over mind experience is to educate. It doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matter Over Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today I have on the show somebody who even looks better than I do. I mean, I have to search the globe for people like these, right? I mean, the guests I come up with on this show, but he's really cool. I mean, he's the founder and CEO of Built Lean. His name is Mark Perry. Again, if you haven't checked him out, go ahead and Google him. You'll see some of, some of his shirtless pictures. I mean, this guy just looks freaking amazing. Like he really knows what he's talking about, right? And so you know what we're going to get, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about ways to manage your weight. Some of the topics are like, why do diets fail? That's a hot topic because we really need to know that, right? How to achieve faster progress. How to reprogram your mind to unlock motivation and a whole lot more. And of course, because you know your boys, you know, I'm trying to be a nice guy sometimes. I have a hack of the episode for you, right? So it's going to be, how can someone kill cravings and eat healthy on autopilot, Check that, on autopilot, right? With food that they love while losing that stubborn belly fat. So basically what I'm saying is, how can you just get up every day, eat healthy without you have to think about it? Because it's on autopilot while loving the food that you eat. Because a lot of these of us get on these diets and we just hate ourselves and you're miserable and it doesn't last. Oh, we're going to break all those myths today. Mark got a lot of good information. He's going to drop on you. So stay, stay tuned for this episode, right? And with that being said, enough of me talking. Mark, welcome to the show, my man. Uh, Zico, thanks. That's an amazing intro. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of crazy. So whatever, I don't even practice my intros. Whatever just comes to my mind at the time is just what I say. So <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Well done. I try, I try, my friend. But enough about me, man. Tell my audience about yourself. Sure, sure. So um, a little bit about me is I started Built Lean um, basically almost almost 15, over 15 years ago. And so I kind of started my career on Wall Street, ended up gaining some weight. I lost it. And then I really thought, I'm like, wait, you know, I could really help other people transform their health and well-being, especially kind of combining my interest in fitness and health with my experience, you know, with the working kind of busy professional job. And so I ended up starting a personal training practice in New York City, uh, where, where I, w- I was. I was a finance analyst again in New York City. And then one thing led to another. I started helping my clients get great results. I was just applying what I had learned to transform my own body. And I helped other busy professional men. And then I ended up creating a, um, a kind of personal blog. I called it builtlean.com. Next thing you know, we're getting hundreds of thousands of visitors a month. Fast forward many years, it's it's grown significantly and we have a team of people and we now help busy professional men mostly in their 40s and 50s make dramatic body transformations and uh, 
We do that through a 12-week body transformation program. And it's just been a uh, an amazing journey, an amazing experience. And I'm really grateful to be on here. So fast forward many years, you're pretty much just like a living legend, right? I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Right? Thanks, man. So what uh what struggles do you, do you when people in the beginning, because I know that in the beginning is the really the hardest part. Once you start to get going and it's actually a lot easier than you think, right? But not for you, not you think, but people, people in general, it's a lot easier than they think. But what struggles do you think to find with individuals when they're first starting off or getting to the point that they will start a program? So you're saying like what what is the biggest challenge when someone's first starting out? Yeah, yeah. Like even before that, like are they hesitant to say, you know, maybe I don't think I should start. I don't think I'm going to stick with it. You know, so even to like from that portion of not having started to when they're starting maybe the first week or so. Yeah, so I think there are kind of two different uh sections there. One is the guy the kind of pre like almost contemplative. They're in a contemplative state where they're like, should I do this? Should I not do this? And so it's kind of this balance of pain and pleasure. It's like, I feel pain because maybe I feel sluggish. Maybe, you know, my sleep's not as good as it could be. You know, there's certain air, uh, parts of just feel, feeling pain from not doing it, right? But there's also pain if you, if, you, uh, if you actually do it. And so you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? And it's, it's really about pain and pleasure, right? It's like you get the pleasure of exercise and feeling better, but you get the pain of exercise, <laughs> So it's like, well, and at some point that flips where you're like, you know what? The pain of where I am now, I've had enough. I feel sluggish. I'm out of shape. I'm sick and tired of it. My doctor says I have issues with my blood pressure and my cholesterol. I've had enough. That pain is strong enough. It creates enough leverage for someone to make a change. And then the pleasure of being like, you know what? I'm going to improve my health and well-being. So for how I see it, it's really a game of pain and pleasure. And when someone's really feels enough pain, that is when they make the change. And, and see, yeah, I'm sorry, go, you, you had more. Go no, ahead. No, more. Yeah, I was going to answer the second part of your question, but continue. please. So please go ask. with the second part because I have a setup after that. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah. And the second part is, okay, well, once someone started in the first week, typically it's the fear of doubt. Fear of doubt. Hey, dude, like, are you sure about this? I don't know. Are you sure? I don't know. Like, this is, a, I don't know about this. This is a lot. Why don't you just go back to where you, how things are fine. Things weren't that bad, were they? They were painful, but they weren't that bad, but it's not as painful as exercising and starting this new program. Changing my lifestyle is more painful than what it was before. So this fear of doubt is the number one issue where people just talk themselves out of making a positive change in their life. And they're kind of stuck. They're going, they go back between the rock and a hard place. <laughs> right. And then they, they start, once they start to make movements towards the the positive side they realize oh it's not as hard as i actually thought it was and people start to stick through and we're going to get into that i know we're going to get into that more when we talk about why diets fail but this the reason why i asked that question was to set up this other question talk about reframing our minds right so how can someone then start to like reprogram their minds to drive we would say motivation but i kind of like to say consistency yeah, consistency, as you know, you've been doing it since you were 16. Consistency is the name of the game, period, period. Consistency is the name of the game, right? Um, and if you want to become world-class, you combine consistency with progression, and then you become world-class, right? Um, and so I think really any of us has that ability if we're consistent enough and we progress and we find someone who's like a coach or mentor. Um, and, and so anyways, you know, I... 
I think in terms of helping people get more consistent, like help get over that hump and like quote unquote, get motivated and reframe or reprogram their mind. Ultimately it's an internal thing, right? It's a mindset thing. It's an, it has to change comes from within, as you know, your transformation goes, transformation comes from within. So we're unable to say, Hey, you know, Hey, John, you got to suck it up and and deal with it and work out like that is never going to work. Ultimately, we have to ask questions like, like, why is this important to you? And then so what we do with our clients, I can just tell you is like, you know, we establish a specific target and goal that helps them focus on what they want versus what they don't want. Because if they focus on what they don't want, they're screwed. So we get them to we get like it's almost like a a horse with the blinders on. They're like, no, 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 dude, you're going this way. We, we create that specific goal. It's the target. Then we choose specific reasons. And those reasons go back to the pain and pleasure. There's a reason where if you don't achieve your goal, you're going to feel pain. And now it comes real. And it's like, hey, these are all the reasons why it's going to give you amazing pleasure. And it's not just like, oh, you know, be a good example for your kids. Like every guy says that, right? It's more, it's more, it's deeper and more uh, emotional and tangible. And so anyways, it's that combination in my, from my perspective that over time, people will make consistent actions towards their goal and ultimately change their mindset and their identity. Because that's ultimately the game, in my opinion. I love that. And what I'm hearing is that I like the the analogy with a horse with the blinders, right? Because you're focusing on what you want. And we're going to get into that because the next question is going to be on why diets fail. And I think, and, and I would like you to kind of link that in because I think a, a lot of times when it comes to dieting, I don't like the term cheat meal. That's, I, I have a big problem with that because I think we, 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 we want to say let's eat good for or six days a week, six and a half, whatever. And then let's look forward to that one day that we get to do the one, the, the, eat the burger and the stuff that we, so basically we got to hate ourselves for six and a half, you know, for six days or whatever to look forward for that one meal to reward ourselves for the hard work. And that's a mindset problem that I really have a big problem with because then I think a lot of times, and, and, and you really tied it in well when you said we start to focus on what we don't want. Right. Because you'll focus on, oh, my gosh, I don't get to eat this. I don't get to do that. You know, I got to then I got to look forward to this one day when I when, when I could get to go to Wendy's or KFC or whatever, whatever. But you're not focusing on the goal and the positive side of it because diet culture takes that away from us. Right. So I like how you kind of reframe and then you also I like how you also tied in that it, it, it changes your identity, because like for me, eating healthy and working out is a part of me. Like I've been doing it all my life. Like it's who I am, you know, like I get, it's, I have to, I, I, there's somebody I talked to the other day and he's been, he's 10 years older than me. He's been training forever. And uh, he tell me he told, he's in his fifties, you know? And I asked him one day, do you ever feel guilty when you don't, when you try to take a rest from the gym? And he's like, yeah, I do. Like, like it's the same thing. Like I, I have to tell myself, Hey, I, I'm not going to the gym for these few days. Cause my body needs to rest and recover. Right. Like it's a part of me who I am. So it becomes part of your identity. And that's extremely important in my idea. Um, in where I think, but I, but boy, if you go to the diet though, I have a question because yes, motivation comes from within. 
But you know the theory of internal and external motivation, right? So some people might disagree with you on that and say, well, what about external motivation? And like some people say, you know, if you want to lose weight, go to gym with somebody else who's doing it because they're going to motivate you as well. What is your, what's your thought process on that? So external, well, our, literally our company, like why we exist is uh, in large part, we help people with their external motivation as well. So I don't think it's like an either or. I think they're both valuable. But at the end of the day, I, I would, I mean, transformation comes from within, period. I don't care if someone yells at you a hundred times. It doesn't matter. Transformation comes from within and I'll stick, I'll stick to that. However, in terms of external motivation, accountability certainly helps, right? Like that's what we help our clients. Like a lot of guys, it's like, hey, listen, you work out for a few weeks and then life gets in the way. I'm sure you've heard that before. Life gets in the way or you're like, you know what? I, I, I'm accountable. I'm not accountable to anyone with my diet or my eating. So it's like, who cares? Um, so I definitely think that external accountability is, is essential for most guys, in my opinion, to make a nice transformation. Um, but I think, you know, I see them as both, they're both important, but ultimately the seed is the internal motivation. That's where the transformation happens. I'm 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 100% there with you. And I I wanted to see how you were going to respond to that, right? Because my thought is I have a big issue and I'm not, I'm trying I'm going to try not to get on my soapbox on this, right? But I have a big okay. issue with individuals and in, especially in the fitness and the health field who are one or the other. Right. They say this is important, that's important, right? You know, it's it's this it's it's either it's calories in calories out or you know they they it's this or it's that right so that that is same thing with motivation they're like well some people are just inwardly motivated some people are externally motivated right well i think everyone is both you have to be when i look in the mirror and i look at myself with six pack abs that's an external thing that's not an internal thing that's an external thing when i go to the gym and my friends say hey my, yo your arms look good that's an external thing. Now, ex those things didn't exist. I am primarily internally motivated because I would get up and do it anyway. But I work out harder when I know that somebody is telling is, is telling me, "Hey, you look nice," or "Hey, you're you know doing well." It pushes me to that next level. So I think we need to have both. But you can't come in the gym and be like, "Oh, well, let me just get a buddy with me, and then that's going to help me to work out." Whenever that buddy stops coming to the gym, are you going to stop coming to the gym? Right. So I, I like how you can, you put it, do them both together. And I think that's extremely important to, for, if we were talking about changing how we think and long-term success. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's easy to sell the black and white, but the truth is usually the gray area. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's exactly. It's usually, usually it's a gray area, which leads my next question. Cause I've been teasing the audience for a while now. Diets. Why do most diets fail? Wow. There are a lot of reasons why, right? That, that a diet could fail someone, a bunch, anything from uh, some, someone, uh, you know, just choosing a diet that is too restrictive, right? And if you go on a diet, you got to go off the diet, right? Very simple. So I, I think there are other more mental psychological areas that I think are really, really what it's about because People will go on off a diet. It's a pattern. It's a cycle. So I actually call it, call the diet cycle where you have, you have when you're loose and you're like, ah, who cares? Everything's cool. Ah, I can eat whatever I want. It doesn't matter. Hey, relax, buddy. 
take it easy. You're, you're way too serious. Then you start to feel guilt. You're like, no, no, my, my, I'm starting, my, my belts, my pants aren't fitting super great. Like I'm, they're feeling tight. I'm feeling sluggish. I'm feeling guilt, right? I feel guilt. And then you feel, uh, and then you go to strict. So we start loose and we have guilt and then we have strict. And I'm going to go, well, you know what? I'm going to go super strict. I'm hardcore doing the most extreme diet I can find. And I'm going to make sure it's miserable as hell. And it's completely unsustainable. I'm going to do it hardcore. I'm going to do it for a week or two. And then I'm like, screw this. You go to frustration. I'm really frustrated. This sucks. I hate my life. I don't want to do this anymore. And then you go back to loose. So it's ultimately, it's, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's not, it's a psychological thing, right? It took me a long time before I really, really started to get this. There are mental blocks there. This is a real mindset game we're playing, right? It's not the specific foods, right? People have this perception that, oh, this special diets can help. It's ridiculous. Obviously, you know that, um, right? It, it, so people are stuck in this cycle. And until they become aware of it, they will never get out of it. I don't care what diet they do. It's, it's irrelevant. So what I'm hearing is the all or nothing mindset is not where we should be going with it, right? Because am I, am I, am I in the ballpark with, with that? Yeah. That, that is a mental block, right? It's essentially that that reflects what the diet cycle is all about, right? In one in in one phrase. And I think as a society, and I I don't know if you want to call it diet culture or what it is, but as a society, we have a a bad outlook on fitness and fitness nutrition because we think that if somebody looks good, right, like somebody looks like Mark over here, they're like, oh, you know, he must eat celery and you know, fatless chicken all day. You know, like nobody does that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, if you're preparing for competition, bodybuilding or something, you do it for a little time or whatever, that's whatever. But nobody sustains their life like that, right? You know, we, like I can tell when it becomes an identity, you find you find foods that you actually will enjoy mm-hmm. and still can lose fat, have a lot of energy, feel strong, just and love yourself while you're in the process because and that helps with the internal and the external motivation because internally you feel great. You want to continue and then you and you see the physical or the outside, you're like, oh my, I didn't know this transformation was possible, right? Which is one of the things that one of the big things that Mark does in his program with his clients is you know, trying to change the way they think. And as it's like into the program, things just start to flow because they're realizing that it's not as difficult as it was. And they don't always have to give up food or hate life to get the result that they're looking for. And, you know, so, yeah. And, and the other thing I want to bring up, now, and before the interview, we we're talking about this diet, this, this, this calories thing, you know, and everybody want to say, you know, eat this much calories if you want to lose weight. Well, that's, I think, leads to one of the issues with how we look at food and health, because you can only cut your calories so much. When you work with an expert like Mark, you sort of understand that how food impacts your body and what you actually eat. And some people, and I'm sure you're going to agree, Mark have to increase how much food they eat because they're not eating enough for what they're trying to accomplish. So they're thinking, oh, so you don't always have to cut calories because I'm sure you've met people who eat one meal a day, but still can't lose weight. They don't eat a lot of calories in that meal, but they cannot lose weight, right? When you understand the human body, so I understand that, you know, that that in itself is an issue. 
versus someone who can eat three square meals a day or somebody like myself, because, you know, I'm just greedy and I eat like five meals a day and I, I keep myself fit and I feel amazing. Right. So these are, these are the concepts I want people to get, like, stop just going in thinking you're just going to cut calories and hate yourself and think that there are a lot of positive things that's really surrounded in the in the health and diet culture that we need to grasp onto and make that your identity and that's what really changes your life i think i, I stopped for a second i think i thought you had something to say there mark but. oh no it's all good no it's all it's all good i i i hear you i hear you 100 and with that being said i'm going to talk about something that i love that has helped change my life i want to talk about the amino co specifically i want to talk about perform right Amino acid, essential amino acid technology, right? But along with that, it has creatine and it has about 60 milligram of caffeine per serving. And it helps me to blast through my workout and perform so much better through my workout. In fact, we know that Perform and Heal, which I use from Amino Co, were actually made for NASA astronauts and then refined for everyday people like us, right? Well, I would say normal people, but no, I'm nowhere close to normal, right? But I love Perform. Like, I drink it as a pre-workout. And like I said, with the fact that it has creatine, it has essential aminos, not just brand-chain aminos, and only 60 milligrams of caffeine per serving because most pre-workouts have like two, you know, mark 200, 300 milligrams, have all this sugar. And I think I like about Perform too because it also has these natural flavors. So you don't always, have, you don't have to go for the sugars as well on top of that too, right? So I actually love it. Those are the only ones that I really, that I really drink. And then we know that there's studies behind creatine and how creatine helps with not just physical performance, but cognitive performance, right? And again, that's why I drink it. So let's check out these trials from Perform. So it's 20% increase in exercise completed, 22% increase in endurance. 11% increase in peak performance during exercise and 10% improvement in cognitive function during exercise. And if it's anything I can use more of, it's definitely going to be cognitive function, right? So I love having performed in my life. It's absolutely fantastic. Check it out. I've been preaching about this product now for like a year on my show and everyone that I've purchased it that have given me feedback, I told them how much they love perform. The website is going to be aminoco.com slash ecohealth, of course, because, you know, I try to be nice to you. You get 30% off. 30% off these fantastic products. And to make it easy, the link is going to be in the show notes. I'm sorry, not in the show notes. I apologize. Beneath the episode. So you can click on it and get your 30% off. And with that being said, we're moving back to the episode. We got to talk about to Mark again, right? Now, we're talking about faster progress. And I was a little skeptical of asking this question because when we talk about weight loss and people think faster, because they immediately start to think, oh, I'm just going to boom, knock it out and get this done. But I want you to put this in context. So how can people get, I guess, a faster or better progress with less stress and also like eliminating that self-sabotage and like boost their confidence to reach their goals with ease? Yeah, so... In terms of progress, I think expectations are important, right? Because it's really, it's it's not too difficult for someone to go on a crash diet, right? Lose a bunch of weight. Um, maybe you can even lose 20 or 30 pounds in like a month or two, but that person is going to rubber band back hard to where they started, right? And so what we t- typically recommend is one to two p- pounds of uh, fat per week. And it's just fat, right? It's not muscle loss or anything else. Um, and so that's a relatively fast pace of weight loss, especially when you project that out over time. 
Um, and so, you know, what we recommend and what I recommend guys do um, is, is really focus on, as we've discussed, all the mindset stuff. That's, that's like 80, 90% of it, right? Uh, and then after that, it's, it's, it's the simple stuff, right? What, what we, again, what we do with our clients is a few short workouts, we a few 30 minute workouts a week, strength circuit type of, you know, full body. Um, it gets the job done, right? You hit the uh, all muscle groups three times in a week. Um, and then we also recommend eating mostly unprocessed foods. And we have a combination of go-to meals, nutrition guidelines. It's that combo that works well. And so that's what we recommend. And it, it just works, right? It just does. <laughs> we've been doing it for a, I've been a long time. We've got a lot of success stories over the years, like absurd, amazing success stories. It works. <laughs> this goes back to what I was saying about the calories in versus calories out thing, because a lot of people don't realize you hit on the processed food, right? And a lot of people don't realize that when you eliminate or lessen processed food from your diet, it changes so much. Because I always tell people, if I eat an orange, my body knows what that is. I'm biologically built to break down an orange. I'm not biologically built to break down a bar, even if they want to call it a protein bar from the shelf. My body was not designed for that, right? So your body, a lot of time, end up storing a lot of the stuff that we get from those foods because our body cannot break them down well. Our body cannot recognize them like it's supposed to. My body doesn't know what yellow dye number 45 is. Like it doesn't, right? So again, so that's when we, some people may say, well, you know, I'm only eating one meal a day, but I'm losing weight. But the, the stuff you're eating in that one meal, even if you're under your BMR, your body cannot recognize it and break it down and use it for energy. And at the same time, you crash, you don't sleep well, you know, all those other factors that come along with. It. And I guess I, that's why I always stress when, when that's why Mark has all these success stories, because when you take the processed foods out and then he starts to, you know, he, he gives you the exercises that he knows that your body needs based on what you need to do, based on what your goals are. You start to see things happening because you're doing things that you thought weren't what you needed to do. You thought you just needed to cut calories and lose weight and that never worked for you. But now you're eating the way you're supposed to eat, the way humans are designed to eat. And you're training on top of that and you have more energy. You start sleeping better. You feel happier. You're more inwardly motivated. You're more externally motivated because you're losing weight and your whole life just change. Right. So I, I, kind of, I love how you kind of put that together there, Mark. And that's, I think that's extremely, extremely big. So which are going to lead me to our next question. So I want to talk about, about cravings because some people say, I want to start this program because I'm going to have one. Now Zico is talking about not eating processed foods and, how can people deal with that? Like, how can they get to the point where they just start to less crave, cravings start to become less or even just go away altogether? Yeah. yeah. So I think we can unpack what craving means. I think craving means different things to different, you know, there's like a spectrum of cravings, right? Some people have like a sugar addiction or whatever you want to call it, right? Some people, um, you know, for example, I, I used to have orange juice every morning for like, I'm talking almost growing up every day. It's like, if I didn't have that orange juice in the morning, like I literally did not feel satisfied. I did not feel full. It didn't matter what I ate. It didn't matter how much. Like, if I didn't have orange juice in the morning, it was or, or short of like a sugar. I need that sugar or whatever. I just, I felt like my morning wasn't, wasn't right. It wasn't, it was off. So for me in that situation, 
you know, when there's something like, for example, that could also be late night eating for some people where it's essentially a dopamine hit is what it is, right? It's a dopamine hit that we're like, we need that thing. It's in our nervous system. We have that feeling in our nervous system that we need something, but we don't, obviously it's a, it's a psychological, but it also is physical as well. Anyways, for someone like that, you're going to, it's unfortunate, but you got to deal with the pain of not having it. It's almost like getting off a coffee, right? It sucks for people who are on coffee all the time and they have to have withdrawal. It's the same thing for any craving where, and that's a sign that something's off. Like that has power over you. That's not a great situation. Uh, by the way, I'm hyper, hyper aware of this type of stuff. Like I know that if I, if I started having even just a little bit of something after my dinner, I know I'm going to start wanting it and craving it. Right. And so anyways, if something, if I start seeing or feeling that craving, I want to be careful that that doesn't have power over me. And anyways, that's something I think people must realize and appreciate, but it's not, again, you don't want to sell people, right? People don't want to, people don't want to change. They don't want to hear this. Right. So, so then question for you, right? Well, I guess I have a question, another question for you. So Zico, I come to you. I was like, look, Mark, I got to drink orange juice every morning, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you know, orange juice and a cookie. Like, that's just my breakfast. I, I don't want to tell you. I, I don't know if I should start your program because I just, do I just have to give it up cold turkey? Like, what, what would you say to me? Like, get out of my office. And see. <laughs> I, I, that's a great question. I, I would just say, like, it, it's cool. Like, you can, it will eventually fade away. That's essentially what will happen, right? It's like, I understand, again, most of our clients have various, sugar addictions or even food addictions or whatever else. Right. Um, it's like, wait, I need this food. I need these Mexican food with the need, the cheese and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, eventually as we're discussing with, with the, with the mindset stuff we're talking about, right. It's like your goals, the reasons it just starts fading away. And all of a sudden these amazing things are happening. You're like, you know what, maybe I'll take down the cookie. Maybe I don't need that anymore. And maybe I'll take down the orange. I don't need it. Don't need as much. Or maybe I'll put a little water in it. And eventually it just fades away. So I would say like, I don't want to prevent people from doing it, right? From like getting started. The most important thing is, you know, is taking that step and just getting started. It doesn't have to be too difficult. It's just, and we have a chip away mindset, by the way. It's actually a, a hugely important theme that I hope to share with your listeners. And that's what we share with our clients all the time. And it, it is it's essentially the antithesis of the all or nothing mindset. It's like chip away, man. Just chip away. It's okay. Okay. You had your, your, your orange juice and your cookie this morning. That's fine. Just chip away. Keep on making progress every day. Keep making a little progress. And all of a sudden in 12 weeks, you're going to have a major transformation. I have some stuff I want to share on that. Right. And I've been sharing these with my clients for eons now. Cool. Right. And I've seen it help so many people and is exactly what you're doing without really going really deep into the science. Right. So Mark knows I'm a gut health guy. Everybody knows when it comes to weight management, my, I, the gut is where everything starts for me. Right. Well, the gut has bacteria and the gut has good bacteria and bad bacteria, however you want to call, whatever you want to call them, probiotics or bad bacteria, whatever. Right. Well, good bacteria or probiotics crave fiber. And they crave healthy foods. And when the, your body eats, um, when the probiotics eat fiber, it produces what's called postbiotics, which is the benefit 
of um, having a healthy gut because it gives your body what it needs to perform a whole lot better, right? Now, reason why I'm bringing all that up, because it sounds like just nonsense science, is you want your gut to have more probiotics and a wide variety of probiotics, which is good bacteria. Now, for most people, that happens through, of course, sleep and lifestyle change, but one of the biggest factors is diet. And I say, put it, look at it this way. If I'm playing tug of war, right? And let's say um, Mark and I are playing tug of war, right? And I'm going to say I'm the bad bacteria. So then I'm pulling, Mark's pulling. I don't know if I'm stronger, but in this case, I'm stronger. So I'm pulling more. I'm the bad bacteria, right? And then Mark has a buddy who comes along who's not a probiotic. And then now he starts to pull, right? And he's pulling. Now what's happening is you're shifting in your body. But what also happens is if you feed Mark and his buddy, they get stronger and they, and they start to pull more. But if you're not feeding me, who's the pro or the, or the bad bacteria, I get weaker. Right. And then Mark and his butt, they start to grow. They start to populate more. Right. Cause then there's like more probiotics, more. Pro- and then eventually it's like, okay, the cravings start to go away because as your body, as your gut develops more probiotics, more good bacteria, you're going to want more healthy food. You're going to want more natural food. And I'm, that, that's my little quirky way of trying to explain it. And that's why I've always, I've told people and told my clients in the past, that look, don't stress. You don't have a willpower problem. You have a gut problem. Once you fix your gut and once your gut becomes healthy, you're not going to want the things you used to want before. And that's what Mark was, was, was explaining that, okay, don't just try to say cold turkey, give up and don't start the program. Just slowly make changes. Your body will start to adjust to what you're doing. The body is very intelligent. Another thing I've brought, um, I've expressed on my show brought up is like your spine. If you sit hunched over like this, you're going to have a hunched spine. Why? Because the body is going to mold to that position that is in, that, that the spine is going to mold to that position is into the body is very intelligent, but it, it, it adapts to how you treat it and adapts to what you give it. So that's nutrition. That's your spine. That's uh, how you train. If you, if you don't train enough, you may lose, you may lose muscle. I mean, there's so much that goes into it, but start and just slowly chip away at it and just keep getting better. If as long as you're better today than you were yesterday and just keep doing it. And then it becomes your identity and your whole life changes. Agreed. So, yeah. So I'm, you know, I guess I'm just preaching today. I don't know what's going on with me. Maybe it's the run that I went on right for any episode, but right before I started the episode. But with that being said, Mark, we're pretty much up at the end, man. But, you know, this is your show. Tell me if you, do you have anything you want to share, anything on your mind that I haven't asked? You want to, you know, kind of lay my, my viewers or listeners kind of know about <laughs> No, I appreciate it, Zico. First of all, again, I really appreciate being on here. Uh, I think your questions are really great. It's obvious that you have a lot of experience doing this, right? Based on your questions, you've obviously helped a lot of people, which is awesome. And so in terms of, you know, if, if you want to learn more about me and uh, and check out, I've, I've got a bunch of cool information that people can check out on our website. Uh, we also have, I created a free guide where I share with people how this kind of lean body and autopilot concept. Um, you can go to builtlean.com. And, uh, you know, check out the free guide. And we even have free breakthrough calls if, if someone is interested in like, hey, you know what, maybe I can, you know, have a coach who can help me. Like, maybe that would really help. So anyways, check out buildlane.com. Uh, I'd love I'd love to uh, help out anyone who's interested. 
And, um, you know, we, we have a whole team of people who are really focused on and, and dedicated and committed to helping people and helping busy professional men make amazing transformations. I was testing the speed of my typing just a while ago because I was trying to type out the show notes. I was like, what are the show notes going to be, right? But this one is easy. This one is easy. It's going to be com slash bullet lean. What else is it going to be, right? Built there lean, you go. Yeah, built lean like a house. I just say built lean like a house. Right? No, I'm sorry, built lean. Why did I say bullet lean? So yeah, okay. I got off it. It's built lean. slash built lean. Ignore my okay. craziness, people. But the sh- but of course, the show notes are going to be in the description of the episode. So just like that, you can click on it and learn more about Mark because of course the website is going to be in the show notes as well, right? And with that being said, thank you for being here, Mark. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for listening. And guess what? We're out for the day, fam. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.